Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Movement in Madison podcast, episode 24. I'm your host, Kevin Carr, joined by my amazing co-host, Brendan Rerick, who we haven't seen in a couple weeks here. Um, and we have a very special guest today, the fitness podcast OG, if you will. King, None other than Anthony Renna podcast. of the Strength Coach Podcast. Anthony, thank you for joining us here tonight. Absolutely. It's uh, you guys were, uh, you know, this is the 15 year anniversary month that we're kind of celebrating. And you guys, I always remember kind of uh, in the early days and uh, when you guys had the strength house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, Anna telling me how, you know, you guys would be listening to it in the house and everything. And it's just, I always think of that piece of it, like the impact of, you know, over the years, you know, it's so, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be on with you guys and see how far you guys have come. And then here we are. Yeah. Full circle. We're a couple podcasts here. behind. We're a yeah. few podcasts <laughs> behind. Yeah. Yeah. We'll catch up. We'll catch up, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Well, first and foremost, I know Anthony traditionally does whiskey Wednesday and he's really been on a roll um, and so we figured this is a Wednesday night. It's 830 here uh, in Boston. And so Brendan's a little on the earlier side out in California. So we continue the Whiskey Wednesday. So we have to have a toast to begin uh, the night here. So I will uh, take my my Woodford Reserve here. I got some Blantons. Uh, yeah, and I've got Blantons as well. And we'll pour. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, cheers to 15 years of the Strength Coach podcast. Unbelievable, really, really. Anthony was doing podcasts before it was cool. <laughs> Is it cool now? <laughs> yeah, hey, you've been at it longer than anybody. So I know we, uh, when, you know, the 15th anniversary came up and I texted Brendan and said, you know, I think it'd be great to have you because you have so much perspective on all the years you've talked to. I mean, how many episodes in 15 years? Um, right now, technically I'm on 347, but as you guys know, I always did the special episode. So technically yeah, I've done like 415, uh, of the strength coach podcast. It's unbelievable. I was going to say, and there's so, a bunch of halves in there, a bunch of point fives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 347 from the regular episode and then the point fives, by the way, the point fives were meant to just tell my listener this will not be because we always had a lot of segments right right from the start you know ask gray cook you know hit the gym with the strength coach um uh the coach's corner uh and then eventually you know results fitness and athletes performance uh now it's uh the gym the, the business secrets with uh with vince gabriel and and perch segment now the anomaly segment right so that was always all these segments so all the point five was to say hey we're going to do something special, something different today. So if you're expecting to hear Mike or Gray, you might not hear. Yeah. And so, I mean, kind of rewind all the way back to the beginning. Like I said, you were doing it before podcasts were cool. Like everybody has a podcast. Now podcasts have become a huge part of our industry. But 15 years ago, it was definitely not as common of a thing for people to produce their own podcasts and have interviews. And, and you really kind of opened that world up. So like for you, what led you to start it? And what was that like first kind of starting to do interviews all the time and starting to really do fitness podcasting early? Yeah, well, I knew early on that I needed some additional revenue streams, right? I knew this, you know, just from the perspective of, don't forget, I got into the business when I was 37. Right? So I was in the bar business and the restaurant business for that long, and I didn't get into fitness 
now 18 years, you know, I'm 55. So I didn't get into it until I was 37. Um, and I, so I had some business experience uh, as well and knew, like, just looking at this, I was like, this isn't, you know, you cannot make a living here, you know, at Equinox. And that's not knocking Equinox. It's just any gym, right? Being a trainer. So I knew, uh, and, you know, listening to some of the marketing gurus, whatever, additional revenue streams. And I bought a Mac because I kind of saw video coming, you know, with YouTube. I was like, this is, you know, I'm hearing all these great things about YouTube and video. So I bought a camera. I bought a Mac. But on the Mac, it had GarageBand. And under GarageBand, it said podcasts. And I was like, oh, shit, what is this? So I started listening to podcasts about podcasting and I bought <laughs> podcasting for dummies. And at the time I had a golf fitness site. So I was kind of, my side hustle was like uh, this golf fitness product. So I would sell all these fitness products for people and have articles and have a, you know, a list of golf fitness professionals and then TPI came out. And so it was kind of like this whole conglomeration. So I started the better golf with fitness podcast and I did that really for about a year before I started the Shrank Coach Podcast. So what happened was when you, we were all on michaelboyle.biz, which was just a forum for, you know, that was it. It was a forum, a free forum. And it was, but guys, it was Charlie Weingroff and Mike Potenza and Brandon Marcello and, and Dave Tenney and Patrick Ward. And these guys were really kind of nobodies, right? And, you know, Sean Skane, all these guys that now just entered the NHL or just getting their big jobs. And, you know, they were all Mike disciples, right? And so what a great forum. And, and what happened was there was sportspecific.com and it was going, it was downhill. Ryan Lee was trying to sell it. He tried to sell it to Chris Parter. Chris Parter said, you know what? You should just give half to Mike Boyle and let Mike, you know, take it over. He's got a good following. So that's how strengthcoach.com got started. But what happened was everybody on michaelboyle.biz got pissed because yep. we had this great thing going, like really good controlled conversations, no trolls, no anything. And everybody was so pissed because they were like, Mike, we got a good thing. Now you're selling out, right? Like, we got to pay $10 a month, you know? Was like, <laughs> so Mike was actually going to give everybody three to three months free. And he'd ended up being six months because he had to appease all these people that were like freaking out. He's like, all right, I'll give you six months. I mean, you're going to love it. You know? And I didn't look at it like that. I was like, I'll pay $10 to be close to this guy. Cause like I knew, you know, I had a, a you know, was starting this, I had, already started a relationship with Mike, went to functional strength coach one, met him at perform better, went to, you know, I got him to come to Frank Dolan's place. I hooked him up with Geraldine Cooper Smith. So Geraldine's hiring him for Equinox. So like I had this good relationship with Mike. And so I had the golf, better golf and fitness podcast. And I said, Mike, I got a great way to promote strengthcoach.com. And I said, it's called a podcast. Um, I don't worry about what it is. All you got to do is Call answer the, the phone twice a month. Right? And I actually went That's up to. That's even more uh, impressive that you got Mike to answer yeah. the phone and talk for that long. Twice I, um, a month. I, well, you know what it was too? Because he, he, if you guys listen to those old episodes, they're, they were always in his car. Yeah. They were always in his car. So Driving to be you. It sounded horrible. Yeah, it, that's exactly. Remember, he had he was driving to be you. So they were yeah. always in his car, and um, so. But I said, Mike, you know, we'll talk about the site. We'll talk about what's happening. We'll talk 
you know, and I knew like I was, I was using Mike, not using him, but I knew from michaelboyle.biz that I had good connections for, you know, through those guys, but I could say, Mike, can you call this coach? Can you call Can you get them on the show? No problem. So I, I drove up to Providence. I talked to Chris Parrier. I said, here's, I got this idea. And, you know, I'm, so I monetized it from day one, which is really the key mm-hmm. to, for what I was doing. Now, if you're doing, if you're just trying to educate, if you're, you guys have a lot of side hustles. So you can mention certified strength coach. You can mention strengthcoach.com. You can mention mbsc.tv on here. And those are all things that you're going to benefit from. At the time, I was really just like, hey, you know, I, I didn't own strengthcoach.com at the time. It was Mike and Ryan Lee. And I just wanted to, you know, hey, Chris, you'll pay, you know, this much money for episode and you'll be the main sponsor. And that's how it started. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. A a big chunk of Mike's interviews were probably on 93 South or 93 North heading down to (laughs) Aganis Arena. Um, And and it's just funny how he's continued the in the car videos uh, to this day. Uh, That's probably where he's done some of most of his educating now that you think about it is uh, from the front seat of the car. I I never thought of that, Kev. I never (laughs) even like made that connection to it. Yeah. But by the way, that's in my lecture that I did perform better. That was kind of Two lessons there is um, the answer to every unasked question is no. So it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, everybody, you know, go ask, ask if you have something, if you want to do, if you have an idea, I'm not just saying go say, Hey, do you want to do this? You know, back it up, come up with a plan and go there prepared. And and that's number one. So you, you got, you can't be afraid to ask, got to have that courage to go out there and do that. But also, you know, Look for you have to keep your eyes open for opportunity. When when everybody was complaining about the ten dollars a month, I saw it as like, hey man, it's ten dollars to you know stay close to Mike and to make sure I'm in on this. And then you know, when I asked them, it was a no brainer, right? Because I'd already I already developed a relationship with him. So and it's amazing some I'm, of those old I... forum threads how good they are. Like when you go back, we still have all the old ones kind of bookmarked and saved. I think like Dave Teddy talking about energy system stuff or Charlie talking about, you know, rehab stuff. There's, and there are hundreds of posts long and long posts. Like if, if you are someone who paid like $10 a month and you went and you just read some of those classic threads, that's like how we got a lot of our education, right? Is either listening to the podcast mm-hmm. or going on and like going through the threads. And we go back to the strength coach house, me, Brendan, Anna, Henry, Ricky, our non-strength coach roommate, who <laughs> we subjected to listening to this all the time. Um, and <laughs> we would go through and pour those. That was like our base education uh, in the business. And so there's, there's, you said there were heavy hitters that were on there, especially back then, who turned into becoming these great, uh, you know, impact. There's a conditioning article. There's a conditioning article, I think, that was started by Dave Tenney that is incredible. I think it's almost like 12 pages long, but everybody who was on there chimed in at some point. I, Anthony, real quick, I'm curious to know a little bit about how technology has changed for you in podcasting over the last 15 years. Cause I remember, I think when the first episode I was ever on, we did Skype. <laughs> and I, I forgot Skype was even a thing. So <laughs> here's yes, the, I, I just, I literally just talked to Kevin about this before you got on. And here's oh, the funny thing. Okay. Here's the funny thing. Two weeks ago, I changed from Skype to Zoom. <laughs> so 
I've been doing right. Skype and, and I will tell you, <laughs> Skype has been amazing. So there's nothing That's wrong true. with Skype still. It's just, you know, people had different platforms. People want to do video. I didn't really have the need for video for so long. Now I'm kind mm -hmm. of like, hey, you know, this might be better to use as like advertising or snippets or whatever, right, for, for that type of stuff. So, but, and then also it's a logistic thing. Like right now I don't have a podcast studio like I did in New York. Now I mm -hmm. rent from a co-working space. So I have to reserve that. And then it becomes a pain in the butt, like just from that perspective. And I'm, and the sound on these things now, I have these crappy earbuds in, but they're probably going to sound just as good as if I was mm -hmm. in that studio for Christ's sake. Right. And yeah. so, so it's funny that you just asked that. So I literally, and, and, Brendan, that's a funny thing. People are like, oh, you're so technologically advanced, so I could never do that. I'm like, guys, I got podcasting for dummies. I've been using Audio Hijack Pro from day one to record the wow. calls, okay? So yep. up until two weeks ago, I was using Skype <laughs> from day one, the same platform. So I never changed. So, it, wow. you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. and going back to, like, right, well. almost your point about, like, by asking – it, any question you don't ask is no, right? And even to yourself and saying that like, all right, I can figure out how to podcast, right? Like I, you were in the bar business before this. I'd venture to guess you didn't have a lot of media skills uh, prior <laughs> to starting a podcast, but you just People started, skills. right? And people skills. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you just started. And I think most people don't realize they think that when everyone starts a podcast or starts a YouTube show or you know, even starts any business that they have some sort of uh, acumen in those, uh, avenues beforehand, but it's really not the case. And then you can grow something all of a sudden, 15 years later, you got 400 episodes under your belt. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, look, the things that it, that, that podcast has led me to, I mean, I started strength and conditioning webinars. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you want to talk about another one with technology. That was when go to webinar first came out. I said, <laughs> Holy shit. You know, like I got all these connections. I can, I, well, here's what I'll do is I'll, I'll call Brendan and say, hey, can you, you know, you want to do, I'll give you $250 to do your lecture that you've already done. You've been on Perform Better. So I'll give you $250, do a webinar, right? People are doing that for free still to this day, but I was giving them $250 a webinar. And um, I had a monthly membership thing and people were getting, they were getting CEUs for them. So I came up with that idea, but I knew nothing. I went bananas trying to figure out recording and where the recording, and you guys have dealt with this because when you took over strengthcoach.com, you probably saw some of the videos from the webinars that really aren't even available anymore because of the way they were recorded, right? So things have changed from that perspective, but I knew nothing about that. So with GoToWebinar too, and that led to really, I merged it into strengthcoach.com and Mike bought out Ryan and gave me a piece. And then I bought into it as more, even more, but that was part of my, like, Hey, I have this too, you know, like, so Mike, you know, we took it all under that umbrella, but to your point, I didn't, people just use that as an excuse not to do stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's unbelievable. You were doing, you were doing kind of, webinars and YouTube before it was cool too. Yeah. YouTube, not so much. I never really got <laughs> to the video piece of it, you know, because the podcast just kind yeah. of came in and was like, bam, hit me in the head. I was like, I this think... is more my style right now, you know, uh, of, you know, I get to talk, you know, <laughs> so. Um, Joe Rogan's uh, made it which, popular, you know, I think. Well, you know, what's really made it popular, honestly, was the iPhone. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason yeah. why was because if you think about it, in 2007, when we started the Train Coach podcast, you had to download the, the podcast for the most part. You could have listened on your computer as well. Okay. But you had to download it onto your iPod. Like smartphones mm-hmm. really weren't around at the moment. So you, you had to download it on your iPod. And then in the car, you had to put it through your cigarette lighter or whatever, right? You know, like some connection. Yeah. And then you could listen to it in your car. But so, excuse me. So basically, um, that was a, a huge piece of it was that, you know, they had to, you had to get, that's why you knew the listeners were really hardcore because they had to go through like they had to jump through hoops but once the phone came everybody had the podcast like boom it oh oh let me just see my podcast is right here also you can scroll and get rid of any ads or you know i like for me segments not everybody i know everybody doesn't love all the segments but i don't care about that like i know somebody out there is getting something from the business segment i know somebody's getting something from the you know uh starting velocity based training segment or like it does i don't need to be everything to everybody but like i know somebody's going to take a piece of that and when when it's time they might go back and say now i'm opening a gym i'm going to go back and listen to all the cosgrove and the vince gabriel uh so i i don't really look at it like that but to your point like the 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 fact that you can scroll and fast forward now easily that's where everybody was like oh this shit's easy now too it's easy to do a podcast or produce it right Mm -hmm. and and i think the result too now that you over the years the amount of connections as a networking tool that the podcast has been for you um like you said you kind of started with the the kind of core group with mike boyle dot biz like the people that he was connecting to but the amount of people that you now have kind of in your that you're friends with that have become in your network now because of this um podcast that you've had is actually unbelievable when you look at the list of guests that you've had um it's it's actually kind of remarkable <laughs> and it's kind of cool when you call somebody and they're you know you say hey uh like i had danny foley on he's coming on he's on i interviewed him already you guys uh, once he got to MBSC and then I, and Mike had told me about him for a while and uh, what a great guy. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you get these guys on these young guys been around for 10 or 15 years, but they're just kind of coming into their own from the perspective of putting themselves out there. And they're just like, Oh, what an honor to be on and, and whatever. You know, I was listening back, you know, whatever. And, and that's kind of the cool piece too, is that you still get that, not only the legendary like Al Vermeil and Gray Cook and Mark Verstegen and Mike Boyle, but then all these up and comers and you guys included in that, you know, like from that whole start. Now look at you, you're fucking legends. Yeah. Remember Brendan, when you got the first, the first email from Anthony, you got the call up to be on the podcast for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went around and told big. everybody I was pumped. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Marco, I think you um, and Marco and, did and, the same thing, but that, was I first? We'll I have to have scroll back and look at the look at the episodes. Back and see who is who is the who is the first. <laughs> well, what's remarkable yeah, too is that you turned essentially yeah. a lot of your interviews became the, your book as well. Like your your book, I think uh, I would I would venture to guess was really born out of a lot of the people that you had on the podcast and had interviews with, and then um, you talk about your book a little bit. Um, that is really kind of a, a crowdsourced version of a lot of the conversations you've had on the podcast. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and again, that was another thing when I said before what the podcast has led me to was being able to, you know, kind of come up with this idea. I needed a lead magnet. I had sold the gym and and I was kind of going to expand on shrinkcoach.com, uh, body by boil uh, or, uh, you know, mbsc.tv now, whatever at the time, expand on the podcast, make it like the focus. And then I said, I need a lead magnet to catch, capture people's email addresses. And I said, oh, I'll come up with something that people know me for interviewing, but what am I, let me change it because they can listen to training about that on the strength coach podcast. Let me do something different. So that's why I said, oh, success in the fitness business. So when I did those five interviews with, you know, with Boyle, John Cooper Smith, Don Saladino, Ron McKeefrey, and, and Alan Cosgrove, I said, oh, you know, I really should transcribe these because I should probably have it as a bonus, as a PDF. Then I was like, wait a minute. This would probably be a really good book. So I called. I made a list. I had, I had like, you know, one of those boards where I just, like, I wrote down. Like, I looked at – I actually got out iTunes and saw all my guests. So, Kevin, to your point, like, I thought of them first. Like, who do I know is going to answer my email? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just wrote all these names down probably wrote like 60 or 70 names down and uh, like started to pare that down on like, you know, I needed to make sure I had re- women represented. I needed to make sure I had, you know, uh, different sections of the fitness industry represented, mm-hmm. you know, physical therapists or trainers or strength coaches. So, uh, but yeah, that's the only reason why I was able to do that was because of the podcast. Yeah. And it's an amazing reference for young people like you said, who are thinking about how do they build a career, what path they want to go to, because you have a wide variety of people in there from, you know, professional strength coaches to business owners to, uh, you know, a little bit of everything in there, really, that give a lot of different perspectives on the same general career, right? And so I think if you go through that as a young person, you can come out of there with a lot of uh, really valuable information. And it's delivered in a way that it's like, hey, I can pick it up and read one interview at a time. It's it's almost like a coffee table book in that like, oh, let me pick up this one today. And that's kind of how I looked at it um, to, to get the most out of it. Yeah. Or like a bathroom book, you know, you could read, you know, one chapter. And <laughs> I was trying to say coffee table. I was trying to, you know, yeah, you would, you know, that's where works. my, that's where my coffee and, and, table is. Is that not where your guy's coffee yeah, table is? <laughs> <laughs> The, pr- right, the, film is, the bathroom now is everyone has their phone now so it's like bathroom books are just yeah, forgotten yeah. about but i remember you used to have the stack <laughs> on the back of the the back of the toilet there you go and so yeah i mean you know that's the thing too is what i tried to do was with that book was that that idea was hey here's a list of the be likes and the be likes are just action steps or challenges based on one takeaway from the interview so you know, hey, here's a list of the be likes. Where are you? We in Boyle speak. Which bucket is empty? Right. If you have an empty bucket, go to that, read that chapter, do the exercise or challenge. Right. And so uh, I, I wanted it to be this kind of flexible, moving book where you didn't have to feel like you could be like, oh, I, I love Great Cook, or I love Mike Boyle, or I love Kevin Carr, Brenda Rear, whatever. I I'm going to read their chapter. Right. And, and so that's how I wanted it to be presented. And that's kind of the way it came out. But uh, speaking of young coaches, they're good resources. You know, I say, you know, honestly, I really mean this. And, and that's why I got the Blantons out tonight. 
because it's a special day, you know, with you guys, because for me, you guys are the model of how this shit should be done. It's, you know, put your nose down, work your ass off, do your internships, make your connections, pay your school loans off early. Right. I mean, what, you know, and now look at you guys, you know, Brendan has train smarter, not harder. He has his own gym among other things. Kevin, if people don't know, you know, you're moving into your ownership of MBSC. You guys have certified strength coach. You took over strengthcoach.com and MBSC from me. Like I, we were talking about on the text, like building the empire, right? Um, <laughs> but this is the model. You guys are striving. You, you might, it might look at it like, oh, these guys, you guys got it made. But it's not behind the scenes. It's a lot of work. Uh, and it's really the way it's done. It's not this Instagram, hey, let's do an online program and whatever. You guys are the model for how this should be done. So before you read my book, study these two clowns. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you that. know, it's funny. Thanks, like, man. so I'm 35. Thank you very much. Uh, Brendan's 34. And you realize, like, it, we've been doing this for a long time. Like, I, I had my 21st birthday at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. And so, yeah. And so yeah, you realize like, I'm like, well, that's actually, that was 14 years ago um, <laughs> that I've been here. And so, you know, I think a lot of people, especially now in this industry, like you said, Instagram fitness, people want to be the Instagram fitness person tomorrow. They want to be successful tomorrow. And that, you know, when we were living in the strength coach house and Brendan wouldn't let us turn on the heat and we weren't making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, we were coaching at 5 a.m. and we were coaching at 9 till 9 p.m. There was a lot of work there, but then, you know, th those, you know, Hey, we'd be excited. We got to go to perform better in, you know, 20, you know, 2012 and hang out and drink beers with, you know, Gray cook and Mike Boyle and Dan, John, and like all these people that were there. Um, and now you fast forward 14 years, there's a lot of work in building the slowly that went on. And you look back and you're like, wow, we actually did a lot in that time. And I've developed relationships with these people from, you know, taking the time to, to do those things. And it, I always try to tell our young coaches who I forget that they're that much younger. Like I met with the interns today and they're like 21 years old. And I tell them like, listen, just come to work every day. We'll continue to look for ways to get better, look for opportunities to help grow the gym. Like, like we always try to do, and you'll be here at, by the time you're in your early thirties and, and you're going to be in a really good place. Um, but it's hard sometimes for them to kind of, uh, not want to jump ahead and not want to get exercise. So you got to be patient. And, and that's probably the biggest cliche around, but I think it's, it's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, and if you look at the two of you, I think we can look at a couple of things. Number one, obviously the discipline. And that was Brendan probably cracking the whip there with, you know, the, the, the expenses he, he, he knew, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. it's the growth mindset. Number one, like what's the first thing you just said? We were so lucky to go to perform better, right? Yeah. And and learn. What's the second thing you said? And hang out with legends like Anthony Reno. Actually, you didn't say anything. <laughs> Dan John and and you know, but you know, you guys were you were building those relationships as well. And the third thing that you said was really, uh, uh, you know, the service idea. You were thinking of the gym first, okay. And I'm not saying, right, if you listen, if you, uh, Cialdini's book on influence, right, one of the things mm -hmm. is about uh, reciprocation, right? 
And so when you do things for people, and that doesn't have to be your motive, like, oh, if I do something for these guys, they're going to do something for me. But, you know, believe me, I when I got Mike to – I called Mike to say, hey, we want you to come down to Frank Dolan's. We're going to give you $2,000 and give you a piece of – we're going to buy 35 of your books and whatever. And then I'm – I thought this, you were going to say know, beers. Intro- <laughs> yeah, like, no, no beers. 35 no beers. beers. <laughs> yes. And then it was, well, yeah, like it's the rider. We'll have some Bud Light in your in your in your green room. <laughs> um, and then you know, and then it was like, oh, Mike, and also uh, here's Carolyn Cooper Smith, and she's hiring. You know, she wants lectures, and you know, and then hey, Mike, I got a great idea. It's not going to cost you anything for your podcast. So the more you're doing, and then Mike just totally, Mike gave me ten percent of Shrinkwoods.com. So if anybody doesn't know that, in what I when he bought it. He gave me 10%. I bought 15% mm-hmm. after that. But by the way, I really didn't buy it. Mike let me pay it off with my share of the profits, which was really his money. So it was kind of a joke, you know? And But Mike did that because of what I had really, what I perceived, the help that I had given him. I always kind of was behind the scenes. I wasn't getting paid in the beginning to help Mike through some of these things to learn about Tranquil.com just because I wanted to put the podcast on. I'm like, Mike, can you give me access to the back end? Because I want to put the podcast on because Ryan's people weren't doing it fast enough. So I was like, no, we need these people to get this. So that's how, you know, things happen. But those are three huge things you just said. And really in one sentence that were, if anybody's listening, that's the way you got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you talk about, you know, an, uh, a, another one, a fourth one is, uh, find a mentor and someone who will uh, you think can pr- help provide you opportunities. And like Mike, obviously, has been that for a lot of people. The way you described him, uh, essentially getting you into strengthcoach.com. I mean, we started CFSC. Brendan and I didn't have uh, two nickels to rub together when we started that business. Um, that has grown into quite a great business for us. And um, But he gave us an opportunity uh, to earn our equity through work um, that has continued to grow and become more valuable and then us continue to buy out more equity in that company um as as you know people left as as larabee left and as we've continued to grow and and you know i think you should recognize when you're young like who is someone that i want to be like i remember looking at mike and you talk about streams of income i remember being like wow he worked in professional sports he has his own business um he gets to come in here and train and he has his family here. It seems like a good, like everyday life for him. And then he has these online streams of income. I go, this seems like a really great way to live. So I just started kind of taking notes mentally being like, okay, what do I have to do to kind of get to that? And if you have someone who can serve as like a muse, someone that you can learn from, and then even bit more beneficial if it's someone who, you know, is very generous, um, like Mike has been to so many of us to build a career, um, that's, that's a home run. And so I always tell, you know, interns, I say, this is obviously a good place to be for that. But if you're going to go to somewhere else in the industry, look for someone that um, will give you opportunities to grow because it's, it's so valuable when you have people who've been in this industry for so long, who can kind of guide you uh, the right way. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's be honest, eventually it was just Mike being smart because the three of us really had to do all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, was, exactly. Work for everybody. We made, yeah, we did. made Mike a lot of money. Mike's no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, 
But honestly, like I can, I can actually, it's a good analogy to like somebody who complains about an equinox or whatever big a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. And that lifetime or equinox, like there, you're not paying rent there. You don't pay for marketing. You don't do it. You're sitting there and they're like, hey, here's a client. Like, so they're providing so much. And, you know, at Equinox, they gave us education. We had three levels. Gerilyn was getting people like Mike and Lee Taft and all these people to come in and speak to us as well. Right. I mean, so it's like, take what these people are giving you don't look that gift horse in the mouth stop to, and, and again that's really where the podcast came when everybody was kind of crying about mike oh i gotta pay ten dollars a month think about how this can also benefit you and and how you can help as well like you just talked about with all that stuff how do i grow the business that's what you said how do i help mike grow the business some people are sitting there saying Oh, Mike Boyle, he's got all this stuff. And why do I got to help him grow the business? He should be helping me. Why shouldn't he be helping you? Like you, you, you know, he'll, he will help you. He will <laughs> exactly. help you a lot. Yep. Yeah. Do the right thing. Um, Kevin, and, I and heard Ann, you and you know, Marco you have like talking a... about. Sorry. I heard you and on, Marco no, 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 talking about the, the, the more you give, the more you seem to get in return. So there's this really good book that came out um, during COVID. It's called Coaching Rules. And <laughs> rule number one, rule number 105, rule number 105 uh, was the more I give, the more I seem to get in return. And I think that's exactly what the both of you are talking about. Like the more, the more you invest in, even if it's someone else's gym or product or uh, building somebody else up, the more you will receive in return in, in some sort of way. It might not be financial, but it could just be in connections. It could be in all sorts of ways. But when I hear you two talk about it, because I, mean, I brought it up because I heard you and Marco talk about it on the, the last podcast. So, yeah, the, the, more, the more we all gave and the more we all continue to give, the more we seem to get in return. Yes, that boomerang effect, right? I mean, I think that if you continually do that, people who you're benefiting will see you as valuable. Like you said, Mike looked at Anthony, looked at myself, looked at you and the other people that worked there and thought like, oh, wow. Like if you have a really good employee, you're like, I'm going to do anything I can to keep this person and help this person have opportunities because it ultimately benefits you. Um, And I think that sometimes, like you said, when you're young and you're an employee, you have to think like, it's me, 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 me. And um, when that, that's a mindset that, that leads you to a dead end pretty quickly. Whereas if you can be patient and like you said, we were smart with our money early on, Brent and I were like, we got to pay off our loans. We have to save money. And that allowed us, even though it was tough for a little while to now, once you get through the other side of that, pursue opportunities because you don't have this albatross of student loans hanging on your back, which we had some significant ones, um, and all these other things. Cause we, we, gave ourselves kind of a, at least enough of a pillow underneath us to, to be successful. And that's really hard. And I think part of it is that we have all these young people who probably don't get a financial education and don't understand the basics of taxes or saving or investing. And, and I think that, that has really actually been a big part, I think of, of why we we've been able to do what we're doing because uh, you're not, you know, worrying as much about like, I need to get this next check. I need to get this next check. Um, And I can pursue something I'm passionate about. Yeah. Uh, another thing is just kind of to, to kind of expand on that a little bit is, uh, you know, people are watching you. 
right? They're always watching you. And, yeah. and, and I think when you guys were in MVSC, for example, somebody is, all right, Mike's watching you, great. Bob's watching you, great. But then there's other trainers who are watching you. There's co- like longtime customers that might be going up to Bob and be like, these kids are working their ass off, whatever. So there's a lot of eyes on you. And then there's customers. And I remember being in Equinox and people would come up to me and just be like, I love what you're doing. I loved what you did with that, that, uh, that client, that warm up. I was doing Mark Verstegen's like world's greatest stretch and all that stuff. Right? And nobody was doing that right at yeah. the time. And so they were like, I love what you're doing with that person. Like, I was like, where did this, like, I didn't even think about it. Like I was just focused on what I was doing and delivering the, the best value I could, right? The best training I could. And then people are watching. So it's the same thing. Mike's not going to trust you guys if and that's a big part of it. Trust. He's got to trust us to, to go into business with, with, with us. Right. And, and part of that is how you carry yourself and, uh, and, and what you guys were doing there to be able to say, yeah, I'll, you know, we're going to get checks for a certified functional strength coach. And I don't want, I don't mind if Brendan gets it, but Kevin's going to spend it on, you know, at the brewery. <laughs> <down the street. laughs> the pay there, actually, that's, yeah, that's yeah. true. See, that was another wise uh, economic decision <laughs> <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> economic. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, Anthony, you, you know, you talk about coming in, to the industry at 37, you obviously have like a more non-traditional background. Um, for those who don't know, I think it was in the bar business for, for a long time. Um, but you came in and you've been very innovative or willing to change. Uh, you're someone who, like you said, the podcast, uh, strengthcoach.com, strength conditioning webinars, uh, your book, you, you have a, you have owned, a and mortar facility that you yeah owned a gym willing to yeah. se- sell. And then pivot. Now you sold a completely changed locations. And so I think a lot of people aren't willing to be either innovative or to make changes or to take chances. And I don't know if that's a credit to you just of your personality or your businesses, the, the life that you used to be in, or if you can speak on, like, I've seen you change and try things in that's 99% of being successful is, is trying an opportunity. And so if you can speak to your willingness to do that and kind of how you've continued to evolve. Yeah, I think it's a good point. It's, it's, I always say like, who would have thought I would have never now. All right. If you know me, you know, I like to talk and whatever, but you would have podcasting wasn't even a thing, right? Maybe you would have said you should be a radio DJ or whatever, but not, a podcaster because podcaster podcasting didn't exist. Right. So I think being open to those things and to understand that, you know, you got to have some confidence. And I think having that growth mindset really helps because when you, when you go to like conferences or even watching them on, you know, your iPad or whatever, when you're learning, when you're thinking about learning all the time, possibility comes up, right. You're starting to, gain confidence. You're like, Oh wait. And then you see stories. You're like, this guy did this. Wow. That was pretty easy. And, and then, you know, you hear things that might change the way, uh, the way you think, for example, somebody said, I forget what the guy, I think it's a guy from Sam Carp. He had a, a great explanation. He's like, listen, you don't have to be the world's greatest expert. And I used to call that the gray cook effect. Cause I would see gray 
And I'd be like, why am I even bothering in this business right now? <laughs> right? Like this guy is, I'm never going to be as smart as Greg Rose or Mike, whatever. Like they're starting out. They got a 15 year head start on me. But I think what you learn is it's called the one step approach. I think you called it. All you have to do is be one step ahead of the people you're trying to teach. Right. Yeah. And so certain things like that, like, uh, Ray Ray, uh, Ray Edwards is a copywriter. He has a great quote that I love. It's He said, there's people out there that can only hear your voice. So don't worry about Mike Boyle. Don't worry mm-hmm. about Greg Cook. Don't worry about Mark Verstegen. There's people out there that are like, what are those guys talking about? Right? Yeah. I got a friend who listens to the podcast. He's not in the business, but he likes to listen to the podcast. He skips over Mike's part. And, and he's like, oh, I can't, that guy, I don't even, I don't like any of his, I don't like what he's saying. I don't even know how does he even, and I'm thinking that is the most popular part of the show. What are you talking about? Right. But there's somebody, somebody, there's people out there that can only hear your voice. So when I hear those things, I think, and, and again, it goes back to having that growth mindset right from the start. Boys, I was in the bar business. I went to see Gray Cook and Peter Twist at the Jewish Community Center. I was still working in the bar business. I got certified to explore this. I saw Gray and Peter and Gray. And you know what Gray said at the end of the lecture was like, there's two books you got to get. Functional Training for Sports just came out. Mike Boyle. And another one just came out. Core Performance from Mark Verstegen. And this is 2000, like maybe the end of 2003, no, early 2004, let's say, right? So I went out and got those books. I thought this guy, Gray, was amazing. And I like was like, holy shit, these books, like they spoke to me because I was older. It wasn't just killing yourself. It was like this taking the sports idea, being safe, especially core performance, right? Like for the general pop. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm doing this. That pushed me over the top. Those books pushed me over the top to do it. So I think having the growth mindset and, you know, to keep growing, you, I think you're, you'll, you'll be okay with change to, to know that I can learn this. I can do this. I can, I don't know what a podcast, I didn't know what a podcast, yeah. I still, I, I, if you, if you got in a room with Kevin Larrabee and, and myself and talked about Audio Hijack Pro and the sound quality Kevin probably can't listen to the Strength Coach podcast because of the sound quality, right? <laughs> uh, right? And, and, and God bless him for it, you know? But his sound, he's such a, he geeked out on that, right? And Kevin was one of the first ones to do a podcast in the fitness business, right? But, um, but his sound was amazing because he was into that. But so I think there's certain things that you kind of, you just got to say, you know what? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And I think that's, Having the growth mindset allows you to have confidence to try new things, to be able to fail and uh, to be able to, you know, kind of keep pushing forward. So, you know, and having mentors like Mike, you know, Mike was the first person to give me, I always say, people ask me, what do you, what do you like about Mike? And I always bring it back to early on. It was Mike gave me permission to admit I was wrong to my clients, right? Mm -hmm. To say, Cause I remember, you know, I normally, I would never say like, we're not doing sit-ups anymore. We can't, you know, like I would, I wouldn't even tell them. Right. It's, but I would, 
once I started learning from Mike, I said, listen, I've learned a better way. I don't think sit-ups are really good for us. I've been doing them for a long time, but um, some research is coming out, and I think it might not be the best idea. I'm going to take them out of the program. So people respect that, right? But mm-hmm. I would have never done that without Mike, to be honest with you, because Mike was flip. You know, they used to call him the flip-flopper, right? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't flip-flopper. He was learning. This industry is so new. So I think uh, that's really a long answer to how does that, but, but I think really having the growth mindset and being somebody who's a lifelong learner, it gave me the confidence to be able to like, Hey, you know, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know shit. Right. Yeah. Very true. That might be in coaching rules too, Brandon. I don't know if that's a, is that a coaching rules uh, point? No, but it should be. Rule number thirty-four. Rule number one hundred six. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna write a second edition. I will at some point. My next book is gonna be fitness rules. Oh, written, written, written for the the client though. Very good. More on that later. Um, Nice. Well, and you made a really big pivot just a couple years ago, right? Like you've been a lifelong New York guy. Like I think in New York City, I always thought of Anthony Renna, um, and you <laughs> sold your yeah. brick and mortar business, yeah, uh, and you moved out to Indianapolis, and now you've you're you're kind of into this online fitness space. You know, fifty over fifty, uh, and 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 targeting you know the the like you said because dad bods suck, um, <laughs> and, and 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 you've been rocking away out there. So what has that been like for you? And like kind of talk about you know, what you're focusing on now, what you're putting your energy into now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 5450. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, 5450. 50, yeah. 50 days for, you know, being 50, uh, you know, for men in their fifties, it's a 50 day challenge for men in their fifties. And, and honestly, what it turned into, what, how it came about was when I turned 50, so I'm 55 right now, when I turned 50, I just sold the gym in December of 2016. And I was kind of out of shape, as you guys know, and you guys have probably gone up and down as well, is sometimes we're in this business. (laughs) As I am right now, yes. (laughs) Sometimes you just, you get burnt out and you're like, the last thing you want to do is even if you own a gym, is be in the gym and you want to go do something else. And so for me, I always say I had to get, I had to sell my gym to get in shape. <laughs> so, uh, so I, uh, I, I started to lose some weight. I, I signed up for the crash bees in Boston in February of 2017 with a client. And I just started doing that and I lost like 10, 12 pounds. And then for my birthday, which is in March, I wanted to do this 50 day challenge of having a glass of wine every day but trying to really focus on losing weight. Cause I still wanted it to be within things that I wanted to do. I didn't, I don't like if you let's compare Don Saladino, who by the way, helped me with my original 50 for 50 with my personal 50 for 50 with a meal plan and everything like that. But if you look at a Don Saladino, would I love to look like Don Saladino? Absolutely. But I know what it takes. I know what that cost would be. And Don is so immersed in it. He loves it. I mean, that's all he does. And it's, he absolutely loves, you see the joy of like being in the gym, you know, all his recovery is cooking or whatever. 
That's not me. So for me, when I was, you know, when I sold you guys the strengthcoach.com and, you know, if anybody is, you know, I probably told the story, but, you know, we, we came up with a two-year payment plan, which just ended. And that's part of why we're celebrating as well on the podcast. <laughs> and that just ended. Cheers. So I need to get my, yeah. <laughs> not, not, really, not really. Not really. <laughs> Those Cheers. Aren't coming Cheers, in. Kevin. <laughs> Cheers, Kevin. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, um, so I, I wanted, when I was thinking about this over the last couple of years, what do I want to do moving forward? You know? And so the podcast is really at a great place. I make more money on the podcast than, you know, I've ever done because I've had more time to spend on it, but I wanted to do something in fitness that really was part of my lifestyle. I don't, you know, I don't want to be a phony. I don't want to be like, Hey, do this, you know, but don't like, don't drink everybody, you know, like yeah. don't drink. Right. It's ridiculous. And so I wanted something where I knew there was men out there like me, men in their fifties who might've played sports, might've been in great shape and kind of lost their way a little bit. Keep saying they want to get back into it. And, um, and, you know, but don't want, five days a week in the gym with body part splits. Don't want to be thinking about 24 seven about chicken and Tupperware and, you know, and, 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 you know, not being able to do the things that they want to do. So that's where this came up. Like, what is my lifestyle? Cause they know, all right. So the fact that I look young has nothing to do with fitness, right? That's genetics, <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest. Like this head of hair is not from doing fucking deadlifts, right? <laughs> so, you know, so, um, but people would always be like, holy shit, you know, you look great. Wow. I can't believe you're 55. You know, like everybody would always say that or 54 or whatever, however old that was. So they would always ask me what I was doing. And then, you know, I do a lot of stuff. Like you said, I'm, a, I, I got to have the dog. I'm always have a backpack on I have 40 pounds on my back or, you know, I'm riding my bike to work and I take the stairs every day. I live on the fourth floor. I, I lived on the 25th floor in New York. I took the stairs all the time. Right. So these are just things that I was doing that kind of kept me in shape without going to the gym five days a week without, you know, by having a couple, I don't, I don't get drunk every night, you know? Um, but, but I do, I do like to have some bourbon and, and I do want to have dessert with my wife or, or whatever. So, uh, you know, not every night, but, but I want to be able to do those things without saying, and you know, guys, I got on that original 50 for 50, I got down to like, for me, which was really good at 50 years old, like 13% body fat. Nice. And wow, it wasn't really like I was at from 16 to 13, which was the 50 days I started at 16 and I went to 13 and I was like, is that all this is? All this bullshit I've been doing? Three <laughs> 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 percent? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, I, so it's not like I'm 25 and I'm, I'm you know, trying to impress people. Um, but, but, you know, or a woman, you know, like trying to get married. I'm married. You know? So, mm -hmm. so um, it wasn't something where I was like, you know, wow. And even my wife was like, yeah, this is, you're too thin. I don't like it now. So, so, um, but yeah, so I wanted to do something that was in line with what I, what, like my beliefs and how I want to live my lifestyle. Again, like an Ali Gilbert or Charlie or, or Don, I love those guys. I absolutely love them. 
it's just not the life that I want to live. I don't have no problem with it, with whatever they do or however they live their lives. I love them. They're, they'll always be my friends. But it's like, I just can't relate to that piece of it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do other things. So that's where 50 for 50 came up. And it was like, how can we do these things by, you know, by the morning walk, the evening walk? It's also about longevity, but that doesn't sell. We don't, I don't sell longevity, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, uh, I forget the guy's name, Peter Atia, or, yeah. uh, you know, the other guy that's uh, uh, not Matthew Walker. He's the sleep guy. Forget off the top of my head. But, uh, but all of these things are going to help us throughout. And I think COVID was a big piece too. People started to realize like, shit, you know, I got to get my shit together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like we need to take that stuff into our own hands. So again, I wanted to come up with something that was in line with the way I do things, not too extreme, but still being in good shape, looking at things like blood work and looking at these things to be healthy. Can you speak a little bit more to kind of the program, like how they sign up and and kind of what's included or or how it works a little bit. Yeah. So basically it's, it's, it's kind of like it's, I use the same platform as the old strengthcoach.com, right? So it's my old webinars license. So I use that because I don't know about you guys, but I don't need another Facebook group to do. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I love about having a forum. You got a question? We got a forum, right? You guys know it's awesome at traincoach.com. That's why it's better Mm -hmm. than Twitter. You can find it, right? Go Mm -hmm. on the forum. You can find it. We got a catalog. We also have articles on traincoach.com, right? There's so many better things. So same thing. Um, I have the forum there. Um, we, I have a program laid out of three days of total body strength and conditioning based off of the science. Like, Let's get some high intensity work from anywhere. We start out week one or two from 15 to 20 minutes, right? And then I try to get them to do what I call a fat loss accelerator, just the basic zone two after the workout, after the high Mm -hmm. intensity stuff. Um, And then, so that's three days a week, trying to get them to do some cardio, uh, whatever zone two, whatever they want a couple days a week. And then slowly kind of very PN nutrition style type behavioral change. So first week is the habit change of follow the schedule. We don't even just follow the schedule. I don't want you to do anything. Second week is add more protein. How much more? Just more, right? So they have a checklist for that. They can print out this big PDF and and all the workouts are there. They can write down what they're doing for workouts. They can write down what they did for everything. And then there's a checklist. Each week it gets bigger, right? Did you uh, follow the schedule? Did you have a little more protein? than you used to have. Third week is have 16 ounces of water when you wake up, right? We all say, I have half, half your body weight in ounces, right? But that's a little too much for some people that are just kind of getting back into it. So like, hey, can you have some water? If you can't have 16, have eight, right? So mm-hmm. it, that's how I do it. It's everything is kind of contained. Like they, they log in, there's videos, they, they, they go to, you know, day week one, day one, there's the program on the platform with all the videos, or they can download the PDF. So if it's somebody like us who has some training age, just need to be like, oh yeah, I know what a bridge is. I know what a squat, a goblet squat is. Great. I don't need to watch videos, but you can just download the PDF and do that. So it's all contained within the site. It's 50 days. It's not just 50 for 50, to be honest. It's after that, there could be 50 more. 
Then there's another 50. There's 50 strong. So um, there's probably going to be 50 golf, 50 tennis, 50 pickleball. I don't know, right? So things that maybe men in their 50s are, (laughs) are, you know, looking at. Mm -hmm. But it's really just kind of, for me, guys, it's more about start. Like, you know what? Uh, If you want, go to the Ali Gilberts and the Don Saladinos after you do this. I just Mm -hmm. want to get you guys started. I want to – Brendan, what's your – mission again i i always love your your mission about fitness like can you tell us your mission uh well i have two so kevin's got kevin's got the the movement as medicine my mission statement is to make physical activity the number one uh, prescribed drug in the world by 2055 because that's the day i retire okay so (laughs) yeah so I love that idea. And that's a very similar thing. Like, I'm like, you're just, you just want people to move, right? So I'm trying to get them to do like neat is a big part of it for me on the 50 for 50 challenge. So we do really basic exercises. Also, there's no power involved because a lot of us have knee problems. Uh, you know, right. A lot of us uh, in the number one complaint, what do we, what do people complain about? I don't have, uh, I don't have a gym membership. I don't have uh, a lot of equipment. I don't have a lot of time. Even my social media now, like I do one tool Wednesday. Like I'm taking away the excuses. You say you don't have a lot of, here, uh, here's one dumbbell. Here's a body weight. Here's a ruck. Here's a sandbag. I, can, I don't even use a bench when I have the dumbbells. I use the floor because I say it's one tool. I can't use the bench because I'm going to get the complaint. So I'm showing you in a box what you can do, right? So that's really uh, what I tried to do with the workouts, doing to totally progress it really slowly, get them back into it. So it's a different personality. It's not the guy who's going to be like, yeah, let's go, man. I want to get a sick pack and let me show you my, you know, <laughs> it's not that guy. It's not that person. So, uh, and then that's more like me. Although, let's be honest, if I had a six pack, I would never wear a shirt again. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> me too. So, uh, unbelievable, Anthony. This was uh, really great. Um, we do have a segment that we do at the end of every uh, episode mm-hmm. that I actually did not uh, clue you in on, but it's good because I know you'll be able to. You'll be able to answer, um, and it's you our book recommendation book. segment. Yeah, well, I was going to promote his book. Uh, <laughs> um, well, let, let so me we, get a little more. Yeah, <laughs> we always. We always recommend one book at the end and link it out yeah. in the notes. And and honestly, we're going to link yours out anyways. But we did mention Be Like the Best uh, by Anthony cool. Renna. It's yep. a great book. I tell you, it's a resource. You can pop it open. I, actually, it's not down here. I have another bookshelf upstairs, but I have it uh, at the coffee table along with a couple other ones. Because it's one that people, when I, when people come over, also a lot of non-fitness people uh, will be like, Ooh, be like the best, right? And then they'll they'll open it and they'll be like, "Who's this person? Who's this person?" And I just yeah. wait till they get to me. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but honestly, um, be like the best is a r- amazing resource um, for people to to be able to pick up um, to every day. Hey, I'm going to read this interview. I'm going to be read the you know be like Brendan section um, and yeah. see and see you know how I can improve my life or improve my career. So that would be my book recommendation. Very fitting uh, for Anthony on here. So. Uh, Brendan, maybe go next so then Anthony can think of what his answer is going to be. All right. Uh, so I recently read Dopamine Nation by Anna – is it Lempke? I think Anna Lempke. Um, 
So she's a a Stanford psychologist, and she's the the whole book is each section or each chapter. She talks to somebody who has a severe psychological issue um, or addiction, actually. And what you find is that we can all relate to these addictions in some way. Uh, But many of these people have a uh, they're just not able to stop and they need more help than the average person. But then you realize that we all have our own addictions. It's just are your addictions acceptable to society to society and do you have control over them um and it's to say that um addiction isn't can not it's not necessarily a bad thing we all have the thing like anthony was talking about we i have these things that i like that i don't want to give up um it's just that um some of us have better impulse control than others um but we all have our 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 addiction so it was a a fascinating book and then she gets into the brain science of everything um and the history of these things so i really really liked it's a dopamine nation was she on uh huberman podcast too is that because i thought he he recommended that book yes she was she was yeah and so i recently listened to that podcast and the lane he did recently did one with lane norton as well Mm -hmm. um that was very very good so um yeah, but that's Anna Lemke. If anyone wants to okay. go check that out, I, I would. Um, I'm just going to go with two ones. So I'm, I got to. I got to give two. I, so go. building a story brand. Yep. By Donald Miller to me is one of the best things as a young business, as a, even an old one. But to understand <laughs> your message and to clearly communicate that is something that. I think everybody needs to learn to do right away. And building a story brand, and even with his, what he talks about with a website, right? So the grunt test. So it's all what's above the fold. So when you go to a website, what's above the fold, what you see. In five seconds, can I, do I know what you do, what you can do for me, and what my next step is? So when you can communicate that clearly, and we don't have to tell Brendan this because he's living with, you know, with Jenny, who really master. helps people. Yeah, she's a master at this. And so, but the building a story brand stuff is so good for anybody, even if you don't have a website, just to understand, like, what are you? So if somebody asks you, what do you do to be able to say in a really, like, I help men over 50 kind of. Get back, get their lives back through a 50 day challenge, right? Let's just say that for, for 50 for 50. That's what I do. Um, you know, when it was the Shrank Coach podcast, I helped fitness professionals become successful and make an impact in the world. That's so though, when you can understand that you're answering a lot of questions in your business as well. So when things come up, you could say, is this going to help me impact, you know, help fitness professionals? become successful and make an impact in the world. No, I probably shouldn't do it. Like, is this podcast right for me? No. So I love that idea uh, from Donald Miller. I think he's brilliant. His whole business made simple stuff is really uh, amazing. And he's trying to just, his mission is to make colleges irrelevant, right? For business college, right? So you could just go on his website and get these courses and learn about everything, you know, that, that you need to know. And then, 
really quick, do the work, Stephen Pressfield, I think. Yeah. Going back to Kevin asking about changing and, and, and you know, being able to, uh, you know, try these new things. Do the work. And I, I would say read it is, is good, but you got to listen. The guy's got a great voice. Yep. And uh, listen to do the work. I've listened to that book six or seven times. I've actually had a, a, a notepad out to like reframe certain businesses that I've tried or done. And uh, do the work is amazing just to kind of get you off your ass and start doing the work because the resistance in your head, which he talks about that resistance, you always have to overcome that resistance in whatever you do. We all have it. You know, Mike and I just talked about imposter syndrome on the anniversary uh, edition, and we all have it. Mike has it. We all have it. And so um, I think do the work will help you get over some of that stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Good recommendations. We'll put all of those into the show notes along with uh, links to all of the places you can find Anthony. Anthony, uh, where can people find you um, if they're listening right now? Um. For the 50 for 50 stuff, it's just 50 for 50.fit. Pretty easy. Or you could go to continuefit.com and strengthcoachpodcast.com. They take you to the same place. Strengthcoach.com is really uh, that, that'll give you my thing. But for what I'm, my new project is 50 for 50. Awesome. Awesome. Well, both of you, thank you for uh, hopping on here and sharing a drink with me tonight. Uh, yeah. This is great. And uh, always happy to talk to both of you. And uh, um, this will be out sometime next week. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate it.